Alrighty, folks, wanted to jump on for a quick pod covering Big Ten, some Big Ten football games heading into week three of the college football season. Next week, I'm going to try to get back on here with J-Mo, head of that Ohio State-Notre Dame game, uh, break that down, maybe give some full picks ahead of that college football slate. This week, I just want to get the juices flowing a little bit here. Just got off a Peloton ride with Kendall, and boy, she... Man, if you know, you know. She does not hold back. So reeling a little bit from that, but we got a nicotine pouch in here, a little rogue nicotine pouch. Not ideal for the podcast, you know, but uh, I think the pros are going to outweigh the cons with that one. Let's see if I can battle through. So we're just going to go through a few matchups, few uh few things to watch out for. We're going to start Virginia at Maryland, okay, because this is a Friday night one. Uh, I wanted to hit this first. And this is a Red Fox spe- uh, special. We like we like Maryland. Uh, right now it's 14.5 on FanDuel. So Maryland last week, they um, they started a little slow. Tagovailoa, uh, if you don't know, to his little brother. He's their quarterback. He made some mistakes early last week. Kept that game a little close. But uh, as that game went on, Maryland leaned on the run game specifically. Uh, this kid, Roman Hemby, you know, a bit of an upright runner. Doesn't look like jump off the film, but I think he's got a good burst. Uh, and they really just, uh, they were just putting the ball in his belly, letting him go. Virginia, man, they're coming off a, a heartbreaking loss to James Madison. So far this year, Virginia's given up seven rushing touchdowns. They kind of uh, fell apart last week late. I think Maryland covers this. We like Maryland. Um I think Hemby uh, runs it down their throat. I think Tagovailoa plays better here. It's at Maryland, primetime spot. Virginia, man, they're just, you know, tough start to the season. We saw them start fairly strong against Tennessee week one, and then Tennessee just blew them away. I think we could see that again here. I think they'll fight, but um, 14 and a half I think is fair. Maybe that hook will keep some people away from Maryland, but uh, I'm going to ride with the Terps. Tonight, I think they play a little cleaner than they did last week, and I think they're just much more talented than Virginia. All right, I want to jump right, right into Ohio State. I have a lot of thoughts so far. Just generally speaking, um, you know, they just named Kyle McCord starting quarterback now, essentially saying the competition's over with him and Devin Brown. Um, the thing with Kyle McCord, what we've seen, is probably what a lot of other people have seen. I didn't think last week was like that bad. Um, you know, listen a little bit of what they're talking about in the press. Sounds like a lot of people thought that was like a really poor performance again from Ohio State's offense. I didn't really see it that way. Obviously, you'd like to put up like 50-plus versus YSU, but, um, you, you know, sometimes the game just, uh, that's just how the game goes. They still are fairly efficient on offense. The problem with McCord, man, so far is just that he's just late, like getting the ball down the field. I was at that YSU game, and I think when you're watching a game live, you can kind of see the plays unfold a little better because, you know, they snap the ball, and you're kind of looking, if you're a football dude, you're kind of looking at where you're going to go, what the defense is doing, and how the plays might unfold. And some of those you could tell where uh, the play was designed to go, and you saw it, like, unfolding. And McCord was just kind of a step behind, throwing it late. Um, You know, even that deep one, the Harrison, it seemed like he could have got rid of that one a little bit earlier. Uh, a couple like uh, flag routes, you could call it corner routes. That he was just you know a little, a little behind. You got to see it a little earlier, uh, push the defense a little more, and uh, know where you're going with the ball based on your early read. 
good thing is those are things that you can correct. You know, these are things we were talking about with C.J. Stroud uh, when he became the starter at Ohio State. So I think McCord can improve. And I'm expecting Ohio State to play really well this week. I think some people may talk about, you know, this is a look-ahead spot to Notre Dame. That may be the case if they had already been playing well and they're happy with how they're playing. But I think, like, they are in the moment just because they want to string together some good offensive series. And I think they want to put together uh, a full, complete game here. So I think they play better offensively. I was looking uh, right now. OSU first quarter was minus six and a half on FanDuel. Of course, that has heavy juice. It was like minus 170-something. So maybe not a good straight play uh, with that kind of wood behind it, but um, maybe a parlay piece because I do think the Ohio State jumps out early. Um, and, of course, Western Kentucky, You know, if you want to look at this matchup, everyone knows if you're a college football fan, Western Kentucky – they're like led the uh, led the nation in passing yards last year, I believe. Uh, big passing attack. They got this um, receiver Malachi who plays in the slot. Um, very talented guy, and that kind of scares me that he plays in the slot because just with Jim Knowles' defense, uh, it's kind of a talent or uh, excuse me, complex defense. And sometimes, you know, we have some mix-ups there because of that. So if they're moving this kid around, uh, they may get him in some opportune spots, but. I'm going to say it again. I'm just going to keep hammering this. Ohio State's defense is outstanding. Okay. From a talent perspective, they are unbelievable. And I would go on to say that they could lose a guy at each level, a starter at each level, and be perfectly fine. Still one of the top five defenses in the country. That's how deep and strong I think this defense is. I think they're only going to get better. Um, much different style there than uh, than they faced, obviously. Well, I see you, I guess you can throw that one out, but Indiana was really trying to just um, you know run the ball, run the clock, and Western Kentucky is going to give them a deeper look, uh, or a different look, look excuse me. So um, we'll see how they react to that, but I'm expecting Ohio State to uh, play really well in this game. The total spread is 29.5. Uh, I would, I would think they're going to cover that if I had to pick. I probably won't bet it myself. I might just, again, put that first quarter line in a parlay. I like that. I think we're going to come out fast. And um, I, I just, I'm just i really impressed by Ohio State's defense. I just want to keep hammering that. Um, just so much talent there. And if they can get this offense line uh, figured out, from what I've seen with the offense line, it's just like it's not a talent issue. Again, this is just anecdotal from watching. I don't think it's really a talent issue. It's just an experience issue. It's things they can clean up, much like the quarterback position. So hopefully we can see that. But my money, my mind is saying Ohio State plays well on Saturday. It's not a look-ahead spot. They want to get a really clean, explosive game. Um, you know, three, four o'clock kickoff in the shoe. Give the fans, some students, uh, extra time to drink, get lit up. They want to see a, a good show. I think Ohio State plays well on Saturday. Um so that's what I'm expecting there. Also on Saturday, Minnesota uh, is going to North Carolina. So I, I like this game. So North Carolina is a seven and a half point favorite here. Okay. And this game has a 50 and a half point over under. So man, last week, Minnesota, boy, they ran the piss out of the ball, man. They're running backs, Darius Taylor, Sean Tyler. They combined for 50 rushes uh, versus East, Eastern Michigan. Minnesota just sucked the life out of that game dominating uh, time of control, uh, 
Eastern Michigan had like no total offense. I don't know, like 150 yards or something. So Minnesota's quarterback, though, only threw 15 passes. One of those was an INT. I think North Carolina is going to cover this one at home. I think a lot of people are going to be on Minnesota. A lot of sharp betters will be on Minnesota. But I like these matchups where it's um, a real difference in play styles. And if North Carolina can, um, if they can execute, I think they can blow this game open. And if they get ahead early, you know, playing at home, I don't see Minnesota being able to come back from that. So I do like North Carolina here. Again, though, we got to give PJ Fleck. Uh, he's a guy we respect. Again, don't want to have a beer with him uh, on a Saturday night. Don't want him to. Don't want him to come over and watch games with me. But I, I do respect him. I respect his program. So. Uh, Minnesota may keep this close. They're going to try to just run the piss out of the ball. But uh, I like this spot as a um, as one where North Carolina can kind of dictate the game, get the pace going a little bit. Drake may can uh, play well. And I think North Carolina's defense, I think they're really e- uh, emphasizing the defensive side of the ball this year after playing poor defense last year, uh, one of the worst defenses in the country last year. So I think just a little better play on that side of the ball could help them cover seven and a half. Obviously, another hook here, which is a theme across the uh, college football landscape this Saturday. A lot of hooks on teams that people are going to want to bet on, the favorites here. But um, I think this should be more closer to 10, and I think North Carolina can uh, cover this. But again, respect to P.J. Fleck, so I'm not going to go crazy with that one. Excuse me. All right, where are we at? Washington. All right, here we go. Washington's coming to Michigan State. Obviously, you know, the Tucker, Mel Tucker, he's, he's suspended, whatever the hell's going on. We got some drum up there. So Michigan State promotes their secondary coach um, to head coach, okay? And I just think that's a little bit notable to have that kind of change. Obviously, I don't know, like, how they're calling their defenses and shit, but just to have a change potentially in the secondary on the defensive side of the ball, ahead of a home game against Washington, who's been basically the most effective offense in the country so far this year. Obviously, Penix, um, one of the leading Heisman contenders. Now, Michigan State, again, a team that's going to, they're going to want to run the ball. They're going to try to keep it close early. There may be some weird energy. What is this, like a 5 o'clock or something kickoff a little later in the day. There may be some uh, weird energy in this stadium, you know, with uh, what's with uh, everything that's happening in Michigan State. Now that could go, that could break one way or the other. You could say, well, Michigan State's going to be hyped up, right? They're going to uh, use that energy, and maybe they will early. But man, Washington is just legit as hell. Um, even if Michigan State keeps this close early, um. I like Washington uh, breaking away in the second half. I don't know. I'm not going to touch the spread here, but uh, I will want to watch this game. I think Washington's going to be one of the best uh, watches all season, so I'm just excited to watch them play whenever I get a chance. Um, they did open around 14.5, so people were hitting Washington here. Just a note on that. Um but uh, I'm anxious to see how Michigan State comes out. The, Michigan State hasn't played anyone yet this year. Their defense, like if you look at stats, it, they just by the numbers look good. But that's just based on uh, who they who they've played so far. So 
Um, I do think Washington, even though they have to travel across the country, play in a uh, what could be a, a tougher environment, just at least a start. Or Michigan State could just lie down, right? I mean, that's the other thing. When you have this kind of situation, it could break either way. So um, probably not a game I'm touching, but uh, just want to note that Washington has been unbelievable. Penix has been uh, unbelievable so far, and he's got the weapons to break this game open against a Michigan State defense that was putrid last year, and um, I still think they're pretty bad. They just haven't been tested yet. Uh, Northwestern at Duke. Tough number. This uh, got up to 19.5. Duke was laying 19.5 at 18.5 right now on FanDuel. Watching Northwestern so far this season, I think they are awful. They got a win last week. They caused uh, against a bad opponent. They caused three turnovers. Uh, you know, they they ran the ball. Like Michigan State, like Minnesota, they're one of these teams that want to rely on the run. But I just don't think they have any athletes. I think Northwestern's bad. I think Duke against Clemson. Um, you know, people want to talk about Clemson not converting in the red zone. Well, the one red zone trip that they did convert, that was set up by a fumbled punt by Duke. So, yeah, maybe one maybe you know one for one they could have got another touchdown, but they, they were also basically gifted, uh, Clemson was, in that game against Duke. And I thought Duke's defense looked fast. I thought Duke looked legit. They handled business again last week against a piss-poor Lafayette team. I guess they started a little bit slow. I didn't see that. I mean, the final score was 42-7, to and now they're back at home against Northwestern. Um, 18 and a half, big number. Um, but if, uh, you know, gun to my head, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning Duke again here. I, I like the favorites in some of these, but, um, 48 and a half over in this game, maybe Northwestern keep it close. They just, God, they just look so bad, man. Um, and I think Duke's legit. Uh, Duke started, Duke played two quarterbacks last week and they didn't throw an incomplete fa- uh, pass folks. Um, the two quarterbacks that played. So Duke's playing really well right now. They're back at home. I know that's a big number, but I think Northwestern could be pretty bad. Obviously the off season stuff with Northwestern, uh, a big issue. There's some people like them coming this year. I, I just don't see any talent when I watch them play no speed. Um, so, and I think Duke's rolling. I would not be surprised if Duke covers this game. Uh, the last game I wanted to hit here real quick, and this is a really important one. Um, maybe more a gut feel, but uh, when the spreads first came out this week, Penn State at Illinois, Illinois getting 14 and a half. I was like, damn, I'm going to hit Penn State. If this number drops below 14 or at 14, I'm going to hammer Penn State. Penn State's roster is awesome. Uh, Aller has been awesome. God damn it. Maybe I kind of wish he was a Buckeye. Maybe I'm not going to say that out loud, even though I just did. Um, but yeah, so I think a a lot of people are going to be on Penn state. In fact, right now, 90% of the money is on Penn state. This is a noon game and I could see. Penn State kind of sleepwalking in this one. Okay, James Franklin kind of has a history of pooing his pants in conference games like this. And the more I've thought about it, the Red Fox warned me. He said, be careful with Penn State, and I think he's right. I think he's right. I'm not going to bet on freaking Brett Belima, but 
I'm just telling anyone out there that's that's looking at this and hammering Penn State, uh, just be careful. This is one on paper that looks great for them. You know, talent-wise, they're much more talented than Illinois. But I think Illinois is getting a little bit better after the first two games. They're kind of figuring out their identity at home. Again, this noon could be a sleepy kind of Penn State not executing. James Franklin, poo pants game. So uh, I'd be careful because, again, 90% of the money on Penn State, and it just kind of has that the, the makings of this game that is a frustrating one for Penn State backers and could be one that goes to the way of the sports books. All right, that's all I wanted to hit today. Just want to run through those matchups again, like Maryland uh, for the Friday night one. If you want to hit that one, um, I think Ohio State's going to play really well. You know, twenty nine and a half. I think uh, I think they can cover that. Uh, I would look at that first quarter six and a half if you can get that. Uh, despite the the juice on that one, it could be a good parlay piece and maybe like a three three leg parlay. Um, cause I think they're going to start fast and play well, Ohio state. That is anxious to watch Washington, Michigan state, you know, that, the Washington, Michigan state one, what I would add to that is just it. Like if Washington does start slow and you're looking at the live spread and it drops down below 14, right? The key number at 14, that may be a live bet situation. Maybe if Michigan state comes out there, stat, they do establish a run. They have a decent offensive line. Michigan state does. Um, so if they do kind of hang around, it's like a close game early, maybe Washington with the travel, their offense just isn't clicking right away. That could be a live bet opportunity, maybe similarly with Duke, but I think Duke's just going to come out and I think it's going to kind of hang that Duke game, that eight and a half or excuse me, 18 and a half point spread. I think that's kind of going to be the difference for most of the game. I I think that's going to be a tough one to bet, even though I feel pretty confident in Duke, um, you know, clean it up against Northwestern there. And just that red flag I'm tossing out uh, on Penn State. Penn State's one of the best teams in the nation. If this was like a bowl game, a neutral site, or at Penn State, be all over Penn State. Obviously, the spread would probably be three or four uh, points higher in Penn State's favor, but um, I, I still think just this is a uh, a sneaky spot that where Penn State could underperform. All right, um... That's it for right now. Again, I'm going to try to get back on with JMO next week for uh, more. If you want to check out Fantasy Unleashed on Instagram, I post a, a bunch of betting shit over there on our story and whatnot. So if you want to check that out, if you're a degenerate, which you probably are if you're listening to this, you may like uh, some of what we're doing over there. But other than that, I'll talk to you guys all soon. Thank you for listening. Australia. <laughs>